0: On and off, <laughs> blow on it, good to go. <laughs> it worked. All right, after a few technical difficulties, we are back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, back in the studio. Travis Morator, Triborn. Apparently, I'm an Olympian now. You're an Olympian. This is our first episode back in the studio. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we had to bring a Kona spiked island seltzer along for the ride. <laughs> Celebratory pod. Celebratory pot, we don't need champagne. We just go with a little Kona Mm -hmm. brew.
1: We had champagne for Taylor, and that proved to be not great luck. So we'll stay away from champagne.
0: Stick with our roots here.
1: We'll keep with the Kona.
0: Yeah, oh my (laughs) God. Yeah, so we've been out of the studio and even just podcasting together for like a while.
1: I mean, this is... So I've been home for one week in California since like, uh, the last week of April.
0: Holy, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what month it is right now, but, but I know that's a long time. I never
1: know what day it is, what time it is. I don't know what hotel we're staying at. <laughs> like,
0: it's funny. Like this is, uh, you know, we always talked about, we've been doing this podcast for what, three, four years now. Yeah. And, uh, we all, I was kind of was talking about that grind and now you're like yeah. fully, a full year <laughs> of living it. Yeah and you're you're sitting down on the couch now like we're going to need beers for this. <laughs> we're going to need beers for this one <laughs>
1: yeah. and like the last i mean the the whole time it's been pretty wild but at least we've spent like a week in every place mm-hmm. and uh but the last 9 days we were in uh Bulgaria and then we were in Paris for a day then Atlanta for 3 days and then we went we lost in the qualifier went straight from Atlanta to Seaside and played at like 9 the next morning and then uh, played six matches in two days there, lost the finals, and then went straight to the airport and came back here,
0: (laughs) so... It's not like what you picture, right? No. (laughs) I feel like before I was on tour, it was like, okay, you have an event, builds up the whole week, and then Sunday night you go out with everybody and party and have fun, and then, you know, sleep in and get on your flight the next day and cruise home. (laughs) It almost never works like that.
1: No, and it uh, it's been wild, and especially it's different to playing with uh, playing with Adam, because mm. like, so we make the finals in Seaside, which is uh, like our best finish of the year. Mm-hmm. And after we lost, like, it, you would have thought that we lost first round and took sixty fifth. Mm. Adam like didn't see like he was gone in two seconds. And this is like after six matches, Seaside like coolest event in the world. And, like, their stadium court is awesome. Their fans are unbelievable. Like, everyone's so nice and, like, such a cool vibe. And he was just gone. Right. So I was like, man, I kind of want to, like, hang out and, like, right. celebrate with people.
0: I'd rather have a partner that's like that yeah. than, like, doesn't give a shit. Right. And you can, like, tell. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's classic. <laughs> I was pretty pissed after my, uh, our loss this week. But air Rob's one of a kind. Yeah, he wants me to come play in Myrtle Beach uh, Open. I'm kind of nervous now though. That's a lot of pressure playing. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure especially playing in <laughs> Yeah, especially in Myrtle. Yeah, like yeah. he needs to win that thing. Yeah,
1: but his place is so cool, and like, I mean, the best part about him is that like one of my big things with the partner is that like I just want to know that I'm getting everything you have. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that is never in doubt with Adam right. Roberts. Like You are getting peak Adam effort-wise every single Love time. Love it. Yep. and uh and he's like the greatest host like if he go like if you end up going to Myrtle like he'll have you at his house and he'll like have all of your favorite snacks all of your favorite drinks like mm. lined up color coded you know by the flavor right. in his fridge and, oh for sure like unreal like we had uh we practiced with Nick luon and TJ defalco today yeah and so Nick like hopped off the plane and came um, and practiced with us and Adam had like his three favorite drinks ready, snacks. He was like, I know you just got off the plane, probably didn't eat, so I just want to give you options. Oh, my just God. Just like the greatest dude in the yeah. world.
0: <laughs> Sounds like Adam, for sure. Yeah. Which, I mean, you also just, um, Manhattan Beach Open is this week. Yeah. And, and uh, Nick is not playing with Phil, playing with <laughs> yeah. TJ DeFalco. That's kind of a fun little partner anou- yeah. announcement. I just found out because I saw Nick at USA.
1: Yeah. How'd they look? Um, I mean, TJ has like the craziest arm. Yeah, I've ever TJ seen. was
0: starting in the Olympics for the indoor national team. Yeah. For those of you who don't know.
1: Yeah, and and like I asked Nick, I was like, "Do you guys know each other?" Because "Yeah, I said hi in Tokyo." Right I there guess, you go. I guess when Phil pulled out, um, he said he had like family things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick called Matt Furbringer. Was like, "Who can I get this last minute?" And Furby was like, "TJ," because TJ has qualified before. Oh, has he? Uh, he qualified in San Francisco of uh, 2018, oh. or 2017 maybe, with Matt Hilling.
0: Oh, yeah, and, nice.
1: Um, and then I don't think he's played since, uh, right. but he, he's still like a beach guy. Oh,
0: for sure, yeah. Um, no, I mean, everyone's kind of said like, yeah, when, when TJ decides to come out, he's going to be legit. Same as Taylor Sander, who also, rumor is, he's uh, getting ready to He's coming out. hang up the indoor shoes and hmm. go barefoot. He's thinking about it, but yeah. a lot more so than TJ, who has got a nice chunk of a indoor career ahead of him. Yeah, most he likely. Just,
1: he just signed a a pretty good contract in Poland. Yeah, I'm sure. So he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm playing this. and am going back home for a couple <laughs> for sure, for like a month, and then yeah, to Poland.
0: Yeah, but, um, but still, of I mean, course, he,
1: he looked. He looked like he had been playing indoor for a pretty long time. Yeah, broad jumping
0: um, under the ball, probably. Yeah, and like still like sailing balls out of bounds.
1: Passing on the beach is way different. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he connects passing too tight. <laughs> when he connects though, it's it's something. Yeah. I mean, he he can beat the shit out of the ball. Oh, for sure. Um and he'll be one of the toughest servers out there, no question. Cause like that's gonna be how they earn points. Mm. You know, so like Nick was jump serving, TJ was jump serving, and he'll get aces. Right. I mean, he's good. And and like if you're a fan, like you should watch him play. For sure. He is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um but they'll I mean, they'll be good. I mean it's not gonna be Phil and Nick. It'll be right. a fun team to watch
0: for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never know what those dark horses like nothing to lose kind of yeah. teams,
1: and he has nothing to lose. And Nick, like you know, now he's totally playing completely free. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? He said
0: they were thinking about split blocking. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know what else is a really fun uh, partnership? The oldest partnership ever, probably. Hayden Ricardo. Hayden and Ricardo. Yeah. That is fun. Good old Ricardo, straight out of volleyball for milkshakes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) He played well in Atlanta.
0: Dude, they're going to be a good team. It's not a team you want to draw. Yeah. Because, I mean, at this point, even them together is like they're not supposed to be amazing like they would be five to 10 years ago. Right. But, um, I mean, they both still got it. Yeah. And, he's like, Hayden's, like... Yeah, Hayden's... <laughs> if they're, like, clicking and, and doing what they can do well, it's gonna, they're going to be a problem. Yeah.
1: And they both play such an energy-efficient game.
0: Oh, yeah. And neither <laughs> of them need the other person. Right. Like, Ricardo's like, I'm going to do what I do no matter what... It doesn't yeah. matter who's playing with me. Yeah. Hayden's going to do what he's going to do. So it's, like, mellow. <laughs> they, yeah. Actually, it would be fun to play them. It'd be, yeah. like nervous because you don't want to lose to them but it's still just a cool thing to do it'd be fun yeah yeah Yeah, exactly
1: how was it you playing against jake (sighs) that was your that was your guy
0: against jake after um, so
1: long of not liking each
0: other yeah really (laughs) which i kind of got confirmation of while i was out there which was nice (laughs) uh uh, playing against him in atlanta was i mean it was kind of same old i thought you know, it was just a battle all around. Yeah. Um, I believe we went three, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then Trev and I just couldn't really put it all together all at once. Um, we we're scoring a lot of points, but just couldn't consist. It was actually side out. That's usually our strength, but yeah. it, it was a little more of a weakness this weekend. So, um, I mean, it was fine. It was. It was nothing. Like Jake's actually being a lot. He's, like, kind of going out of his way and just being friendly. And, like, yeah. I think he just really wants to enjoy these last few yeah. events. They were golfing before. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a lot more positive vibes with me and him. It's not as yeah. intense anymore. Um, but, yeah, no, it was same old. Yeah.
1: Well, so you've had a wild ride. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were in, you were in Vegas mm-hmm. with your family.
0: Yeah, we, so...
1: First ever phone call from Jake
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah, so we were in Ostrava, right, when we lost the bid, and Taylor yeah. and Jake and Phil and Nick won. And that was, what, June? Beginning of June? June 8, yeah, like 10th or second
1: somewhere? week of June, I think.
0: Yeah, second week of June. And then um, Trevor and I decided to go to Stad, which was first week of July. Yeah. Um... And the other teams didn't go because they were going to the Olympics. And, uh, and then after that, we had a whole month off, a month and a half off or whatever. Yeah. So I went to Vegas to cruise with family. It was just me and Naya that drove out there, my daughter, and um, stayed there for like four days with family and kids and just hanging out and being an uncle and a dad. And then um, on my way back, me and I are just driving back at a random gas station getting, <laughs> getting lunch. I was considering getting Dairy Queen. I'm like, eh, vacation. <laughs> right. Never really. I mean, I Dairy Queen probably like 15 years ago. right? Uh, uh, and then literally as I'm walking, I actually was in, I was in the store and, and Jake calls and I see it on my phone. I'm like, cause I had played it out in my head. Like, man, if Nick or Phil or right. I, the last person I was thinking was Jake right. calls me like that would mean something and i totally like whenever those thoughts came to me I'm like that's really stupid right. waste of your don't put it out there yeah, yeah. don't put it out there like, I had totally ridden of like, n- not going to the Olympics yeah. no, nothing's happening and he calls and I'm just like and I had heard nothing yeah he calls and I'm just like there's like literally nothing else for, it went straight to my head like am i getting the call right. to go because there's literally no reason jake would ever <laughs> call me he never he's never called me before <laughs> the only reason i had his number i think is because we we had him on the sandcast so i had to get his okay. number okay um and uh so yeah he calls me i answer he's like uh so hey man like uh i'm assuming you heard the news He's like, no. I said, no, but the fact that you're calling me tells me something's up. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, so Taylor tested positive for COVID. He And he's like, in this tone of voice, you know, like, Taylor uh, tested positive, and um, I'll be honest with you, uh, I called Trevor. He was my alternate, Um, and he said that his back was hurt. So I guess I'm calling you now, and... You want to get on the plane and come out and play with me? And you know, we can do that, or <laughs> that was basically it. And then I, I was like, first of all, in shock, I was like, wait, me and Trevor are supposed to go play in Atlantic City in two, th- two days. Like, yeah. how do I not know that his back is hurt? Right? That's what I was thinking. Um, but then, yeah, you know, after he gave me his spiel, I was like, first of all. Uh, I was like, I think I said like, you know, sorry to hear that that's the case. Terrible. Right. But I was just fucking working out in the garage in 105 degrees. (laughs) Right. Cause I was in Vegas. I was just like, I'm going to stay in shape. Yeah. I didn't want to get out of shape. And my, it was so hot in Vegas. It was just like, I took a video showing like, I'm still working out. Mm -hmm. Like whatever I said, you know, I was like, I'm ready for Tokyo if they need me. Right. And I didn't post it because I was like, "Ah, I don't want to be that guy, like, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, talking about Tokyo. Like, yeah. And so I didn't post it. I just left it on my phone. Um, But in my head, I was still like fired up about it, you know. And so I was like, yeah, Jake, like, dude, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm fucking super ready. I've been training. I've been in the heat. I went to Stad like mentally prepared like I yeah. just I just got all fired up yeah and I was like and if I f- if I fucking get on the plane and fly out to Tokyo I'm going there to f- fucking go for that gold and yeah. blah, blah. you know I, was, I gave him like this super fired up response That's yeah. just what came out and he kind of like pepped up a little bit like yeah all right fuck yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. all right let's do this <laughs> Because he was, like, super depressed. And I talked to him more about it later. Um, and Nick Luceno was sitting there next to him in the Olympic Village or whatever. Yeah. And um, he was just like, oh, it was like, last resort, like, whatever. I'm pretty sure he talked to Hildebrand and Nick and Rich Lamborn of, like, who do I call next right. kind of thing. Because right. my alternate's not available. Yeah. And they obviously said, call me. uh, But then he said that, like, when I gave him, like, that fired-up response, he was, like, it kind of gave him a little extra energy. He's like, all right, at least someone, like, wants it. And is like, you know, fired up and is going to do everything to at least let me live out this this, um, Olympic bid or whatever. Um, And then, so I was... I chose Subway over Dairy Queen. (laughs) I literally was... I hung up. I was like, holy crap. Like, I have to get to LA and get tested and get on a plane to Tokyo. Yeah. So I did, like, a little video because, you know, we document all a bunch of stuff. Right. um, And, like, my hand was, like, shaking a little bit. Like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm going to the Olympics? Uh, And then, yeah, like, I was walking around with Naya out there and because she was, like, we're taking a break from driving. Right. I'm like, no, I got to go now. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I felt like I had to rush back. And she's walking around like, no, I'm not ready to go. I'm like, Naya, let's go. <laughs> um, drove back, got tested. Um, and basically the team, uh, Rich, Jake, and Taylor were like, we're going to exhaust every resource and try to get Taylor to play. It's not like, right. okay, we're going to pull him out and he's going to, you know, tries in, and right. we're good to go. Sean called me, and he's like, they're going to have, they're going to wait till the very last second, which was, like, the Thursday before we play Sunday or whatever. Yeah. And it was, like, Monday or Tuesday for us. They're going to wait as long as they possibly can to pull Taylor out. Yeah. But if you're going to play, you need to be on site. So I just flew out not knowing, not, and I couldn't tell anyone because right. I wanted to respect Taylor and right. let him make the announcement, and you know, um, I didn't want everyone like freaking out about it before he was able to like say his piece, um, and and it wasn't even official. But if I had told people I'm flying out there, then yeah, it would have gotten out. And two and it, two together. Yeah. Um, so I like quietly was like telling people like oh I gotta go, or like I don't know yeah. I probably talked to you. I don't yeah, know if you
1: told me and, and you were like. You can't tell anyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're, the,
0: you're my inside source. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I just flew out, and it's just like, whatever. If I don't play, then I got to go see the Olympics. At least I got to smell it, sniff right. it, and I'll be more ready for next time. Yeah. Um, showed up, was at a different hotel basically just rolling by myself for, like, two days <laughs> until that evening. And Taylor, Taylor uh, hit, hit me up first. Obviously, probably his uh, Jake and them, but then he hit me up before anyone. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pull out because his last test went positive. Um, and we had a, a really cool exchange just, like, you know, I was I was basically just sharing my perspective of, like, I've been on the <clears throat> other side of this for a long time now and I've yeah. had to, like, live with it. And nothing like literally from the second you texted me, or it didn't change anything. You right. know We're the same players, we're the same people. they're going to put this label on me, right. and I mean, he's still an Olympian and, depend, you know, I don't know, it's all confusing, but right. but like, you know, I was just really trying to be supportive uh, of him, and he was like super supportive of me, like, "Go get it, like fucking. right. Stoked that it's you, like another Hawaii boy, and blah blah blah. Um, so it was all positive. And then, yeah, that night, um, oh, no, sorry, in the morning, because I didn't really have time. It was already nighttime. Um, in the morning, I went straight to the Ralph Lauren. I told Sean Scott, like, hey, I want opening ceremonies. Yeah. Because we had to stay awake. Our, na- our night match, this is Friday. Okay. And our night match was Sunday. Okay. So I knew I had to be awake Sunday night, like, right. till late. And opening ceremonies, you're, like, out and about and right. awake late. Right. Um, so yeah, luckily he squeezed me in and we went to like this Ralph Lauren station, got all fitted. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Zip. Because I, I used to put on USA, st- I like get USA stuff. Yeah. I'll wear USA volleyball, but like Olympic team, I, I, I won't wear it. Right. I wouldn't wear it because it just wasn't true, you know? Right. Um, team USA, like, uh, team USA, okay, maybe, but I'm not claiming that I'm an Olympian unless I fucking make it. Right. So I'm, now I'm in the Ralph Lauren station. People are just standing around, like, fully custom fitting me, measuring me out, and there's just giant rings on me. Olympic team. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) This is fucking crazy. Yeah. I get these giant, two giant rolly bags, like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gear. Right. Um, You know, having no Olympic team gear, now I have everything. (laughs) It's insane how much stuff they give you. Yeah. I went with one big suitcase and came back with three. <laughs> um, I saw your picture.
1: I was like, you weren't gone that long. Like, which pack of that stuff for? No, <laughs> and, you
0: got you know, most of it. And in my uh, suitcase was a, a big pillow. Like, that's why I brought my own mm. big suitcase, because I was talking to Kavika Shoji, the yeah. indoor, which somehow he found out before. He's the first one that found out. It's like, it is crazy. it true? I was it, like,
1: what? It was crazy that people that found out, like, Savvy texted me before we went on the podcast, and she's like, are we going to talk about, like, what happened Taylor? Like, how do you know? Right, like, yeah. I just found out from Try. Right. <laughs> people just, like, it, it, the beach, The volleyball world's too small.
0: Exactly. No, I was tripping out, because I, um, I got on the plane, and obviously it was, what, I don't know, 12 hours over there? I land, and I get all these texts. There's news articles out, and, like... So it was like I was a new person when I landed. Yeah. Cause like I'm now I'm in Tokyo. Yeah. And now the whole world knows, and there's articles and shit. Right. And I'm like, oh shit! Like this is <laughs> real now. <laughs> now the whole world's like it's buzzing about yeah. it, you know. And uh, and I was it was funny because I was just alone. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. I'm traveling alone. I go through you know security and all that, get to my hotel and I'm alone and. Uh, I think the next day I saw, like, you know, Sean Scott and them, and I got to go to the... Yeah, my, my first day I got to go to the HPC, the High Performance Training Center. Yeah. Um, where I, I saw, like, the indoor women's Olympic team and stuff. I was like, yeah. oh, damn, this is baller. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was, like, alone the whole time. Yeah. You know, I was like, this isn't how I pictured the Olympics. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then... Yeah, news got out, and then once it happened, they moved me straight into the village, get there, it's Jake and Nick, Phil's gone. Yeah,
1: so weird. So I
0: hadn't seen Phil, I, I saw Phil at practice from far, so yeah. like I threw him shaka,
1: I and that was like shower. all I
0: saw of Phil <laughs> until like the end of the trip. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like outside in like this freaking <laughs> fire hose water. <laughs> uh but, yeah, that was, that was the beginning of it. And then, so, uh, we had one... Uh, so, that day that, that I moved to the village, the FIVB offered, hey, there's a match open, and Russia wants to play. Yeah. Do you guys want to scrimmage them? And it's going to be full match protocol. So, introduction... Because they wanted to test the stadium right. and train Close. the refs. And we're like... I mean, yeah, what better way to get me ready than to just right. let me play a practice match? Yeah. Um, so literally, like, first day, I fuck, I'm i in the Olympic Stadium getting introduced with Jake against Kristalnikov and, and, and Oleg. Yeah. And I was just like, is this freaking for real right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's yeah. so insane. And they served me every ball in the heat. Yeah. And I mean, I, like, I was in shape, but... Yeah, I mean, I was totally ready. I just was straight off a plane and still jet lagging. Where and they were they were there for a week. That's hard. And I'm in the Olympic Stadium getting yeah. served every ball against <laughs> yeah. the guys who ended up getting silver. Right. Um, so I was gassed. Yeah. And I I mean, whatever. We didn't care. We, we lost in two. Um, but like that part of the experience was like, Jesus, like talk about getting thrown into the fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we had one practice the next day and then it was game day. Jeez yeah
1: and like and, against and you adrian too playing defense yeah
0: <laughs> adrian's like the one guy on. it's like okay you have you want to be a disciplined defender and like you know there's a strategy to it. you want to get burned and get your ankles broken all the right. time because they're running all over the place yeah and as a blocker i know how to counter that but as a full-time defender it's, a new it's look. very famili- unfamiliar so i was like oh here we go like yeah. am i going to be that guy that was my goal like just don't get your ankles broken. You right. know, like, start biting on his fakes and all this crazy stuff, which I ended up doing a good job of. Um, but, yeah, that I was mean, the fire. How much did it
1: help how well you started that first match? when You guys started, I think, 6-1. And you, oh, had, yeah. you had, like, kill, ace, dig, trans, ace. It was
0: <laughs> I don't a don't pretty crazy, crazy start. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of remember that. I mean, in my head, it's like, it's a trap. Right. Don't fall for it. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, when you're younger, you might be like, oh, my God, look, I'm killing it. This is right. great. <laughs> yeah. No. In my head, I was like, I could care less with the scores right now. I'm playing one point, one point, one yep. point, And I'm hoping that the ref blows the whistle and says I won the match at the yeah. end. <laughs> um, that was my strategy. Um, and just keep, we, we, we wanted to keep things simple. Yeah. Uh, I think I went and blocked a few balls too. I do 't yep. think I got any blocks the whole Olympics. <laughs> um but Jake got a dig or two behind me, yeah, so we 'll take that. yeah the scoopy no, that was, he was terrible. cracking
1: <laughs> me up against uh, Gerson and Hydridge.
0: match point, yeah <laughs> match point. he got a nice little like I think he doubled up it was a we called cutty. a we called a four okay. I dove and he cut it over me i 'm like, oh crap, and Jake 's just it's standing just there
1: snoozing on it he's <laughs> like, I knew he wouldn 't hit a high line, I just stayed. <laughs>
0: And he passed it perfect. I set him perfect. And he just kind of like, I don't he know, could, what did he say? He
1: like fluffed this jumbo, uh, like right, right back to Gerson. Right in the middle of the court. Yeah. It was
0: like a <laughs> nice little, uh, it was it's a free a ball, cooperative basically. Cooperative pepper. Yeah.
1: And then um, then I think you got the next dig. Yeah, because then Gerson like taped his swing.
0: Yeah. And then I dug it
1: and then you hit a choppy off of hydro. Jake was cracking me up though. in the interview with Dane afterwards, he had some fun with that one. Uh He was just like, yeah, I'd never got a dig before. So I just like (laughs) got it. And I stood there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I freaked out. I was like, I should probably hit a sweet jumbo right now. Oh, that wasn't a jumbo. (laughs) You know, it's funny is um, in training we're, you know, I'm just hitting shots, uh, in our one practice or whatever. And I, uh, kept hitting jumbos like, like he hit them, like, like yeah. eight feet too short or like eight <laughs> feet too long. And I was like, guys, don't worry. It'll drop in the game. <laughs> it'll, it'll drop in the game. <laughs> looked like they were getting a little nervous about it. Um, but and then I did in the game. I yep. hit a perfect jumbo. I was like, I told you, I told you it'll go in, in the game. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was cool. We were having fun with it. Yeah. Um, cause it was just. It's funny because from my perspective, by the time I got there, they were so drained and, like, everything was so effed up, which yeah. it really was. Like, this is the biggest tournament, whatever, of your life, right? Put all this work in, you finally qualify. If this was my bid and, like, Trevor got pulled out, I get pulled out of the hotel, like, you know, and all, a lot of the stuff is, like, super precautionary, you know, yeah. over the top which makes sense. They needed to do that to run the games. But, like, they were doing some, the stuff they were doing to our team was, like, completely 1,000% putting us at a disadvantage. Right. Competitive disadvantage <laughs> to all the <laughs> yeah. other teams. Um, so it was really gnarly to deal with. But then, once I got there, I, the vibes were just really positive. And yeah. I came into it, I think I texted the team when I landed, Taylor, Rich, and Jake, just being like, guys, I'm here. I'm fucking going to prepare like I'm playing because that's the only thing that I think I can do to help here. Yeah. But I'm hoping that Taylor's negative. I'm rooting for you guys. I'm rooting for you guys to play and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I just kind of genuinely like wanted to have that supportive mindset and be like, dude, right. I'm not, I don't want to cheer against, you know, Taylor to not get his spot. Like right. I want to be here and just like, genuinely cheer for Phil and Nick and, um, Jake and Taylor. Um, and, and I think they like really appreciated that. So that kind of put me on their team.
1: Yeah.
0: And then when it finally happened, it was like, all right, let's roll. We, yeah. We know Trey is here. We know he's ready. We know he was supporting us for Taylor. And that was really important for them. It was like, let's do everything for Taylor. Like right. Jake wrote Tay on his hat. I was like, oh, I want to write bug on my yeah. hat, you know? <laughs> yeah uh and then Taylor was running our scouting reports which dude these guys are my enemies like right. i was in the enemy's lair <laughs> and they were genuinely like telling me what they thought and i was hearing their dialogue and how you know how jake thinks about blocking and stuff which was cool for me cuz so i've always you've been like to pick watched that dude's mind yeah. for a while yeah and i mean i didn't pick it that cuz we weren't trying to go too in depth but we were talking about blocking and I was watching and he's trying to figure stuff out with Rich and I was like I feel like I'm like I can, I'm seeing things the same way he's seeing them yeah um, which is kind of rare I feel like yeah and and I like was chiming in and I was like hey here's what I'm seeing this is what you feel and he's like oh yeah yeah we were, we were like clicking in yeah. terms of that and I was like oh that's cool like I I feel like I kind of see things the same as Jake whereas other blockers you know they're not really, like, seeing it exactly how I'm seeing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was cool, and Rich was great. He, you know, he's, like, a pretty positive guy in general. Um, but my point was, like, yeah, by the time I got there, I think Jake had a quote. Uh, I wonder if you heard it. It was, like, something like, all I have left in me is to laugh or something. Like, I don't have any, any sadness right whatever I have nothing left yeah but laughs yeah like he has been so drained and so frustrated right. and anxious and whatever you know depressed probably that by the time I got there the team was just like hey nothing can go wrong now <laughs> right they pulled him out of the room and he's laughing yeah he's like of course yeah sounds about right what else would- let's go
1: <laughs> and I was like well
0: I'm I'm not gonna be negative here because I'm at the Olympics I'm supposed to be sitting at home right So, like, nothing could go wrong for me. Yeah. It was all just positive, and um, literally from the second I got there, it was like, boom, everything's positive. Yeah. It was, like, super good vibes, Um, super weird, obviously. Right. Um, Just because COVID and not being on my own team, but that was cool. It was a cool experience. And then Nick Lucena and Jason Lockhead were there in dorms, and they were kind of helping us and, like, you could tell they were cheering for us, like, all right, you guys go get them tonight. Right. This is what we do, and blah, blah, blah. It was literally like a Team USA, Yeah. which I had talked about for how long. We, of this...
1: like Since like day one of this podcast, you've exactly. been talking about that. I was like, I just want it to be the U.S. I
0: want to work with right. each other. Like, Let's go try to dominate the world. Yeah. And that's like exactly what we got out yeah. there. We're in the dorms. And then eventually Jake's gone, and it's me and Nick in the dorms with Lockhead and Rich. We're next door, but they're in our suite most yeah. of the time. And so I'm talking with their coaches, and um, it was just super good. Good energy by the time I got there. Obviously, not that wasn't the full experience for everybody else. Right. Um, but it was cool. And then, yeah, f- the f- first match. I think that, that's one of the things I'll remember most is, like, you know, like leading up to your first match in the Olympics. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. And I literally walked. Put my clothes on, whatever. I'm in like these dorms, walking through the Olympic Village, like looking at all these great athletes. Go and I go to the cafeteria and I'm eating by myself. <laughs> I'm just like sitting there, I'm, like, I'm just like alone right now. And yeah. I'm gonna go play in the Olympics. <laughs> like, this is not how I pictured it at <laughs> right. all. Like no one even knows or cares in here because everyone's playing and competing. And, right. And I was just like, this is such a trip. Like yeah. it was very quiet and like it was nighttime because right. it was a ten o'clock match. And then obviously I met Rich on the bus and the team slowly and then we met Jake there and the team slowly came together. Such but I was a like weird thing. This is weird. Like yeah. I thought it would be so much different. Right. But it was almost so weird that I feel like that's gonna be one of the most memorable things. Oh it was yeah. like that it's moment so of different. just like who cares? Like, yeah. Like, let's just embrace that this is how it happened. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to go a certain way or whatever. Like, I can taste that halal bread that I had <laughs> that we were all eating a lot of yeah. um, just because that was like that kind of moment where I was just like, this is so weird. Yeah. I'm about to go play in the Olympics right yeah. now and I'm not even with my team. <laughs> right. I'm hanging out with Jake's coach. I'm yeah. playing with Taylor's partner. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sitting here alone. <laughs> like yeah. this is so weird. Um, but anyway, and then the tournament went on and just played my game. And I mean, Jake knows how to play volleyball. We both know how to play volleyball. Right. And it is what it is.
1: Like what's I mean, what's step one? Like when you get there and your first practice, what do you? What do you do?
0: Right. It's so different. As a team, like, you mean? Yeah. Um. Well, I actually came into it. I was like, okay, I'm obviously the defender. Yeah. And I'm happy with that because I, I feel like I never really get to showcase my defending. And right. I don't get the opportunity to that often. We split lock. Trev sends me up more often. Yeah. Um, but I was excited for it. Um, but then I got there and, and Jake and Rich were kind of thinking like more splitting. Split. And I was like, eh. I feel pretty good defending and, yeah. and I feel like if we split block, I'm going to have to learn how to block in front of Jake and defend behind Jake. Yeah. Whereas if I just defend, I just have just to one. defend behind Jake Yeah, and we can keep it simple. And I'm very confident in my skills. I was like, you know, trying to bring that across. Like, yeah, I send Trev up. So Trev sends me to the net a lot, but to be honest, it's because of my blocking, in my opinion. Not because you're, of lack of defense. You're a better blocker. I, right. think,
1: I think it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's my
0: opinion. Um, and uh, so I, I said that to them, and they were like, "Actually, yeah, that probably does sound good. Like, let's send you to the net a few times to switch it up, and like, just so they get different looks." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was surprised that they were thinking split block.
1: Was that was that hard for you to like speak up? And say that? Because, like, you here you're, like, you're coming in. Right. And you said, it's not your team. Mm-hmm. It's Jake's last Olympics. Right. You know, are you just like...
0: Whatever you want. Whatever
1: you want. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm here for the ride. Uh, or were you like... Because, obviously, the team wants to win a medal. You're like, this is our best shot at winning a medal. Is Jake doing what he's done really well for the last 20 years?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's where my head was at. But, um, I mean they were really open-minded and I was really open-minded so it wasn't like a big deal like speaking up um and it almost like right when I said it I felt like Jake kind of was like oh yeah let's do that like that sounds way easier you know (laughs) and like hearing that I was confident in that they maybe weren't thinking that I was confident in it but I was like no I want to play defense yeah I love it um so they jumped on board pretty quickly and I th- I think it was the right call. Um, I don't even think I got any blocks when I did go up. I didn't get one.
1: Yeah, I, I the Olympics did a great job of keeping stats, but also um, like volumetrics does a good job of keeping stats. And what was really interesting is that so you have like quadruple the amount of blocks that Trevor has this year, but you also oh, have really? uh, Thank you. a higher percentage of defensive touches. So uh. and I was thinking about it, I was like. I mean, if Tri's getting a decent percentage... Hey, can you
0: tell Trevor this? <laughs> I can't tell him. Trevor. <laughs> he does not listen to this. No,
1: I'll text him. <laughs> I'll but, text uh, him. Hey, by the way. Because I was telling Delaney, I was like, you know, Trevor has more digs, but Tri like a higher percentage of touches. Um, so I was like, and all due respect to Trevor, it's behind Trevor's block. And like, how good could Tri be behind Jake's block, you
0: know? Right.
1: So like, this could actually, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, like, you're a natural left-sider, he's a natural right-sider, like, you bring a good serve. That's why I
0: was kind of surprised, too, that um, I guess that he chose Trev. You know, I I don't want to cheer against Trev. Like, we both earned the spot just as much, you know? Which is why this whole thing is so effed up. Right. Because, like, the fact that Trevor has to sit here and not be an Olympian, and I am, we put in the same work, same team. Yeah. It's it's BS. And it still weirds me out. Um, But... Yeah, like, I was like, damn, he chose Trevor over me, like, I'm a left-sider, <laughs> like, Trevor's yeah. gonna have to switch sides right. fully, um, but, yeah, I don't know, it's, I, I also think that part of it was, like, if Taylor's out, I'm taking his brother, the crab, right. you know, and yeah. keeping it in the family, which I totally respect, and I'm sure Trevor would have loved it, and it would have been a really cool bonding thing for them, um, but maybe that's just my justifying it. Like, <laughs> what? He thought, he thought Trevor's better? And I know Trevor's thinking the same thing, too. Like, he's like, yeah, I always chose first. You know, he you picked know? me, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I try to give him credit for that. I'm like, all right, you're right. You're right. We'll let the people know. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: hard to argue against you having the highest hitting percentage of the entire Olympic Games.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like, for me watching you, because like watching you in Atlanta... And watching like every point that you played in the Olympics, like this is the best volleyball I've ever seen you play.
0: Hmm. I don't yeah. know if
1: you're feeling the same way.
0: I haven't watched it yet. Um, I haven't watched either yet, to be honest, because um, there's just so back to back. I was like, I gotta move on. I gotta move on. Right. Um, but I mean, siding out, yeah, it was great. Um, I felt really comfortable with Jake's set where it was landing on my shoulder. Yeah. Um, He has like a little hitch in his set a little bit, but it was almost like being ready for that little hitch like made me step close really well to the ball. And he was putting it on on my shoulder really well. Um, And I just, you know, I started angle. I was, okay, let's go with my bread and butter. Yeah. Still there, still there, still there. (laughs) And he was leaving it inside where I like it. And um, so I just kept going. And then finally when they creeped over, I was just doing like the drop back the other way. Baby line. Um, and that just naturally came out. I didn't plan that. But um, I think the whole thing just, uh, like I had put so much on myself with this with the team that I play with, Trevor. Um, you know, he's he's the captain. We're co-leaders of the team. But, but I'm definitely a leader in, in a lot of aspects. Um, and so you have to be worrying about your guy. Not worrying, but... Making sure you 're on the same page, like okay, what 's going on right now? Do we need to make adjustments? Do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? And the Olympics came around, and for the first time in two years, it was like, it will be completely worthless for you to worry about this other guy, right and you 've played against him so much you know that he 's going to ball, like this guy will bring it. Mm-hmm. so it was like i 'm just going to worry about myself then yeah, and it like was really freeing high pressure situations. Um, to be honest, like I've, I don't want to jinx myself. I'm gonna knock on wood, but like <laughs> I've always played my best in the biggest yeah. um, spotlight, in the biggest matches or tournaments, um, and I think it's just um, like not being not being scared to fail kind of thing. Like yeah. there's was no, no no part of me that obviously there wasn't pressure on me to win it. I didn't right. have that pressure. That's a pressure that I'm trying to put on myself. I want to experience that, like, being the number one and mm-hmm. having that pressure. But I didn't have it, and I was fully ready to embrace it. Like, yeah. I can only win here. Yeah. So I'm just going to stay in my zone, do the mindfulness that I always do, um, and just see what I can do. And it was super freeing um, just worrying about myself and my own game. Um and yeah ended up with the highest hitting percentage which is funny because people don't know but I had the highest hitting percentage in World Champs 2015 with Haydn. with Hyden, but <laughs> but they they gave awards out at the end it was yeah. best attacker or whatever yeah but they only took them from the top four teams the teams that made the semifinals in oh really so so like Bruno I think got best attacker okay and I had a higher they were going off hitting percentage. Okay. But he was... Or whoever it was. I was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> I should have been best attacker at world champs. Um, so I guess it was nice to, to get that, even you though it's not a real title at the Olympics. Like, you don't right. get an award or right. anything, you know? Um, but, no, I mean... Yeah. It was... It was what it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, I mean, Atlanta, like I though you just kept that momentum rolling.
0: Yeah, but my hitting... Uh, i i was I was hitting well on two, but um actually did not feel good at all siding out. I felt really? like if they didn't bring it to me very often I was gonna say. but when they did, i wasn't very good, and I felt like I could have closed the matches out. I had the ability to close the matches out if I did, and that's that's what's kind of stinging yeah for me right now um going into manhattan so
1: that is a a weird thing like <clears throat> When you go, cause it's it's different. Like teams have played you and Trevor so different. I feel like you were getting served most of the balls for a pretty long time. Yeah, and then it was. And like, then I told Trevor see he like, heckled me about it all the
0: time. <laughs> Not serving me. I was like, well, it's first of all, bow. first of all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me my set. So yeah. I started getting more, on, cause I know what my set is, and uh, and I was like, you better be ready, cause it's coming this year. Yeah. And that was my intention. It's like they're not serving me. Yeah. And the whole year, not serving me. <laughs> and, then,
1: and then they go to mostly Trev. Um, and then the Olympics, like you start out getting served basically every ball, and then mm-hmm. Germany switched it. Um, but like when one guy's getting served, you just get like one or two thrown at you here I and think there. Qatar didn't serve me either, really. I think that they might have been right? the first to like kind of. Why is that? Which is weird because Jake's kind of a tough matchup for them with how much bigger he is. Even though they jump well. He's not,
0: though. He's not... I mean, then Sharif, like, Sharif flies. Yeah. He definitely touches higher than Jake. Okay. And um, they both are playing that middle game a lot on him. Yeah. Sharif plays... uh, He hits kind of high seams, Mm -hmm. and he blocks kind of high seams, like, in that area. Yeah. And... uh,
1: Going to take a quick commercial break to give a shout-out to our number one sponsor. They've been with us since day one, and that is Wilson Volleyball. And guess what? We are all stoked to be using the Wilson again. The AVP is back. Atlanta was an incredible event. Manhattan Beach is about to be an incredible event. And then we have Chicago to finish off uh, a short season, but a good one nonetheless. So you need Wilson Volleyballs as well, and use our discount code SANCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. And they do have optics back in stock. All right, so reload, get back into season with Wilson Volleyball using our discount code sandcast 20 for the best volleyball in the
0: game. So I, I actually thought it was kind of a good matchup for them. But um, yeah, anyway.
1: Um, but it's weird, like when you're not getting served, not getting served, and then you get like two thrown at you.
0: Yeah, exactly. You, you haven't
1: passed the ball in a while. Mm-hmm. You haven't approached. Like, your guy hasn't set. Yeah. And it's just, it's different. And exactly. it takes maybe a, a ball or three to, to
0: yeah. kind
1: of get back in that rhythm. And by that point, like, you're 1916s, now 1918. Exactly.
0: That's what happened in Atlanta. And I was, like, pretty bummed about that, um, that I let that happen. Um, but, you know, s- stuff to move forward. Because I felt like I was doing a lot in Atlanta, like, to serve – Finally got back on the Wilson ball, great, yeah. so finally like I can miss deep and it'll drop in. <laughs> yeah. um, I served good, but like I also missed a lot of serves. Um, and then, you know, blocking and defense was great for us, but then you know, the other side, oh damn it! Like we just didn't put it all together. And obviously Casey and Chase played well, but like that when when it's a final with guys like that that aren't the Jake and the Phil. You're like damn it that was one that an opportunity I, that was an opportunity yeah it was up for grabs yeah uh so yeah it stings a little
1: yeah but it's i mean i think it's good to know that even when you and Trevor aren't at your best you're still third place
0: yeah but totally one <laughs> which set we to were almost away. fifth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> almost you see that yeah andy played well i was happy for andy um I, he played well I, until you I, decided that he wasn't going to play well in right
0: <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah, it was actually funny because I, I I'm impressed with Andy. Like we we pushed him, you know. Mm-hmm. We Billy knows how it goes. Like you know, at the highest level, like you're gonna get pushed your game, but then also like emotionally a little bit. Yep. You're gonna chatter, see if see if the young guy will chatter back, and he yeah. started talking. It was really soft. It was like you know, like <laughs> like that hit was too good for you or something. You know, <laughs> not it was. It wasn't, like, veteran <laughs> yeah. trash-talking. Right. And then you're going up against Trevor, who's ruthless. Yeah. Um, but I was, like, kind of, like, stoked for Andy, like, to actually at least step up. Yeah. You know, say something and, like... Right. You know, face him. It. Yeah. To, he owned it. And he played well. He's still bald. Yeah. He didn't, like, collapse or anything. Right. Um, I mean, I, I... My last ace there was literally, like, on the outside half of the line. Yeah.
1: Like, you had, like, three untouchable ones in the end of the third set alone.
0: Yeah. And then I, a nice little... We'll, uh, jump and drag line block at the yeah. end um, so I think Andy played great like he should be happy about that and they it's obviously high they should have they should have got third
1: yeah if um, not better
0: if not better right yeah
1: because I don't hate Andy and Billy's matchup against Game and Theo
0: right and, and you only gain uh, you know you only get thicker skin after matches like that yeah um, so no it was good for them I think but we we were on the ropes like, we yeah. should have lost and taken a fifth, which I would not be happy with. Yeah. Because <laughs> top three, you get your sponsor bonuses. So oh, nice. It's a lot more than just the the prize money. I didn't
1: know that. Yeah. Didn't know. <laughs> That's good.
0: Third, you get a little bit. Second, you get more. more. First, you get a First lot. First is a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that was big. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, there was a lot of... God, Atlanta was wild. I mean, Andy had a career-high finish. And then on the women's side, you had... The youngest final ever. I mean, Taryn and Christy are unbelievable. Um, I told Adam when we were at the Atlanta qualifier, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they win this whole thing.
0: I, I didn't get to watch enough. I only saw a few points and there, but now I'm like, I got to watch these and, girls. Well,
1: what's crazy is that Taryn still has so much room to grow. She's been playing beach for like two years. Oh, really? So she's still like... It just has all this room, and she has this really humble mindset where like she's gonna do it. Mm. Kristen is like I think that you'll start hearing a lot of comparisons to Misty May. Um, Be careful. Yeah. So, but she uh, she's unreal. Like she's like all world defensive player. Right. Um, and then, it, well, it was crazy. I was talking to Sarah Schermerhorn. And I was like, you know this is getting wild when the crowd has turned against Sarah Sponson and Kelly Clay. Did they? <laughs>
0: yeah. No way. Like
1: everyone was rooting for Kristen and Taryn. Wow. And I was like, man, how quickly things change.
0: Because <laughs> right. Sarah
1: and Kelly were the darlings for the last like two years.
0: The darlings <laughs> and the the young ones. Yeah. Now they're like now older. They're,
1: now they're old news. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: And then on the men's side, like I'm at like 32 and I'm still kind of young. <laughs> Kind
1: of. <laughs> this kid.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Savvy. Savvy. Sandcast's awesome. finest. Sandcast made it. There you it. go.
1: Yeah. She, uh, I was stoked for her because her road in the qualifier was brutal. She had to play uh, Lily and Larissa, the Brazilian oh, chicks. that's right. And I second, saw them at breakfast. Second and I, round.
0: I was talking to Larissa at breakfast. Hey, you made it to AVP. Right. Like, who do you play today? She's like, we lost. Yeah. I was like, ooh.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> so I was looking at the bracket because the women's qualifier was weird. Like it was some of them were really light, some of the the routes, and then you had Savvy's, which was just loaded. I was like, damn, that's a tough draw, Sav. Hmm. But she like handles the Brazilians easily, and then beats Maria Clara and like Denenberg, who ended up getting lucky loser in. Hmm. Um, they beat. They won everyone. Like every set, like was the closest one was twenty one seventeen, maybe. And then she comes out. Beats it's the Sandcast Keller. vibes. I know.
0: She just <laughs> soaked it all in. <laughs> that's it. No.
1: Good luck podcast.
0: It was cool having her in the tent, too. Yeah. Like, you know, they were, like, just chill, like, kind of taking it all in. But you could tell that they were kind of, like, in awe a little bit. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of refreshing. Like, yeah. I remember being, you know, walking in and being like, oh, that's Phil Dahlhauser right there. Yeah. Damn. Like, yeah. this is dope. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just cool, like, to see that and remember that it's, like, exciting sometimes to yeah. to be in the Players' Center. This time I walked in, you know, I was just like, oh, what's up, guys? Like, yeah. all right, whatever. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. back.
1: <laughs> How was it with fans?
0: Oh, man, The night so matches good. looked cool. So dope. Yeah. It was amazing. And, you know, they didn't even fill it. First year in Atlanta, I think they'll... The fan base that was there was great. Like they yeah. were into it, loud. Like, um, you know, interacting with them outside, which is like, you know, weird because you're not supposed to necessarily be like super into the crowd and whatnot, yeah. depending on who you are. Um, but like, just so many cool fans and being like genuine. Obviously, I have that Olympic title now. Right. Um, but, but people just coming up and being genuinely like stoked for us and. Um, but the night matches that, that's like solidified in my head like I was thinking about it before and there were fans for the first time and we're warming up and like this is my favorite in volleyball yeah night matches the night match at the Olympics was amazing yeah and there was you know it's funny there's so much crew around that there probably was a thousand people watching right. but it feels like nobody right um, but you can hear they're kind of chattering and yeah. whatnot and you have your usa people yeah. up there so you can hear in them that section <laughs> um but night matches in like a good warm heat yeah with fans that's what it's all about for like that's the best yeah. best moments uh for volleyball
1: yeah
0: is in the stadium with fans at night
1: yeah
0: that was maybe even not week. with stadiums sometimes you know those old school where yeah just people at night yeah like, that's the best. Yeah,
1: that's how it was at uh, at Seaside. So in Seaside, their center court, they take bulldozers and build I've these seen dunes.
0: It. That's such so a good idea.
1: probably fits, I'd guess, like, it's at the over-under, like, 3,500
0: really? people. Really? Yeah, that's bigger than the stadium Huge. that we just played in.
1: And because it, like, goes back and back. And, like, you can, people can go back as far as they want. Because people are, like, lining up on the boardwalk to watch uh-huh. it, too. And, uh... Dang. Because, like... It's this town of, like, 6,000 So you had
0: more fans than us. Probably. We didn't, we, that stadium fit 3,500, and we only had one side. Yeah. Full. Well,
1: and it's like, we have an unfair advantage in Seaside, because there's, like, I don't know, 1,500 teams.
0: Oh, right. So they're all around, probably. And so, and a lot of them are, like, like recreational players. (laughs) Right. And
1: so, like, when they lose, like, it just kind of comes closer and closer, Uh and then it's just, like, everyone is on center, and everyone's completely wasted that's one plus plus. and the court is like when I mean, you the fans are on top of you I and you're just it. like chopping it up with them the whole time that's like sick. dj it was like all time like one of the best tournaments
0: oh i gotta play in that
1: um super fun like i think that that and uh fuds are the two best like center court vibes dude
0: i was thinking had. about going to fuds this year yeah uh it's over madison's wedding or something no maybe not
1: no fuds is in october it's madison's over married, like two weeks two weeks now. yeah
0: it's over. The court. Oh no, sorry. Gabby's cousin's wedding. Ah, another wedding. Okay. So yeah, I can't go. <laughs> Damn it. But I was thinking about it.
1: It's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Seaside's a fun one because um, that one is like, I, I always want to see Manhattan go back to No Stadium, people just piling up everywhere because those pictures are just so epic.
0: Yeah. We don't have to do it for Manhattan. I yeah. like the crowd. Yeah. But there'll still be a crowd. But like another another spot yeah. I mean why don't we just do like there's so many good Cali beaches you yeah. know we know what we should do is Santa Monica no stadium okay that's the OG yeah. like roots that's where they're having the sport.
1: Uh, LA the yeah exactly yeah. so we
0: should start playing there maybe <laughs> right under the under the we'll get the crowd from the Ferris wheel and right. all that I, I think that's carnival. where they're having it yeah it is yeah
1: which is sweet yeah
0: by the way if you guys haven't seen it google um 2028 beach volleyball venue and they have, like, this digital rendering of that's it. It's awesome. This looks sick. Yeah. Huge stadium right next to the pier. Did
1: you see uh, the one for Paris?
0: In front of the Eiffel Tower? Sick, that, yeah. Uh, that might be
1: sicker. That's pretty cool. It's <laughs> <Both laughs> better are, than a Both really are cool. legit,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best you can get. Like, it yeah. literally, what do you call it, Champs-Elysees? Like, right there, right in front yeah. of the Eiffel Tower? Just like, Woo. Yeah. Legit. Beach
1: volleyball's back. It's it was so fun to see Atlanta like with fans and people going crazy and like the A V P being an A V P again and then coming back to like a tournament like Seaside where you just get like the other side of the beach volleyball world. Right. It's like the semi professional and people just like there because they absolutely love beach volleyball. Right. It's just fun. It was beach volleyball's like totally back. So dope. Yeah.
0: It's almost like should we consolidate all this? Like there's so much hype and buzz around the country. Like you can go to a grass tournament in Wisconsin. right? And maybe that's like the cool part about it is that it's not mainstream. Yeah. But like there's so much buzz about our sport mm-hmm. and it's like spread very thinly throughout the whole right. world basically. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, those underground rootsy ones are like, that's the cool part about it. Like, yeah. Not all the pe- all those people would sign up and, stick around and drink if it was like all the top teams were there and they just get crushed or something. Yeah. But no yeah. That's
1: people would sign up just to get
0: crushed and be like,
1: I got crushed by Triborn. <laughs> like, I touched one off the block.
0: <laughs> I blocked him once. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. When like people just get one block and and they're down to claim that you're like, damn <laughs> it. I don't want to give you that <laughs>
1: It's fun, though. And I think you'd enjoy it, especially because, like, so many people... Like, that's, like, the Sandcast demographic.
0: Ah, we should. So so
1: many people come out, and they're like, thank you, like, so much for the podcast. Like, listen to it all the time.
0: Dude, I got... Like, it's funny, because, you know, getting stopped by fans a lot in Atlanta, it was, like, Sandcast um, and Dermatomyositis, like, my autoimmune. Yeah. Like, that's what people were coming up to me. and. Yeah. You know... I have this or my friend had this autoimmune and whatever. Right. We've been following your story or it was like, Hey man, I listened to the sandcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so sweet. And then I love obviously it. like, you know, dropping in the Olympics, but th- those were the main right. topics of conversation. <laughs> it's like, awesome. This is awesome. We're killing it. Yeah. I got it.
1: know, I was thinking about it. Like when you got the call to like go in for Jake, mm-hmm. it was like, everything had to go, like, perfectly wrong for you for to, to be happen, where you yeah. were. I mean, like, all the way back to, like, not even getting recruited at USC. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> yeah, then, like, every right.
1: step of the way. And then you have, like, the autoimmune disease. Dude,
0: and you, I mean, even before that, you should have seen, like... It's so crazy. The high school I went to. and like, Yeah. You know, I was literally the only volleyball player. Yeah. So, like, people in my high school didn't know I was good at volleyball. Yeah. And I went from AOP... The, up on the hillside with 20 kids I graduated with yeah. we had to make other kids play basketball so we could have a basketball team <laughs> and then now I'm in the Olympics yeah. you know and then with everything that happened along the way right. it's just such a trip and my school like, doesn't even exist anymore my high school really? yeah jeez
1: <laughs> and, but so much good has come out of you've done such a good job of having so much good come out of all of these things that have gone terribly wrong like, you make a great career out of USC, you get an autoimmune disease, but then you end up, like, doing this, right. which is now, like, one of the things you're pretty well known for. Right. You get an autoimmune disease, and now you're, like, such a good ambassador for that. You right. take a couple years off. Yeah. You stay ready. Like, the one thing you've done, like, throughout all of it, is you just stayed ready for whatever happens. Right. Taylor, test positive for COVID. You're ready now. You're an Olympian. Right. It's, like, not the path that anybody would have drawn up, but, like, it's just the way it happened.
0: Yeah. It's weird. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It it almost felt like it was meant to be. Like, you know, obviously I wouldn't be saying it if it happened the other way around, but it was like, I feel like I've put in some gnarly work and gone through some gnarly crap. And like, if the spot's available, I feel like I I should get it. You're in that one. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so. As like weird as it was, and how like detoured around it happened, like had to happen. Yeah. I was like, I feel like just the relentless energy that I just kept putting in towards this thing just yeah. made it like m- freaking suck over to me. You know, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, yeah. it's like a magnet. <laughs> like it doesn't want to go to try, but it can't <laughs> not. Like I don't know. Yeah, it was just a trip. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's just, like, like your story in general is just, like, a testament to, like, what happens when you just, like, keep going.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think, when I think about it, it's, like, it's, like, your why, right? Like, they say a lot in movies. Right. Uh, But, like, you won't have the energy to, like, keep going if you're just doing it to have that Olympic label or just doing it to you know, fulfill someone else's dream. Like, I genuinely found something that was like, I was willing to just keep working for and keep working for because it was that cool for me. It was that interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, why I, I had the energy. I had the ability to keep pushing forward through all this stuff. Um, and that probably, I think it comes down to, first of all, like, how I was raised. Just like, you know, we weren't, like, poor or anything, but, like, we weren't, you know, top class, whatever, right. you know, we just, like, were that white family living out in Kapolei, you know, and, like, had to kind of work for everything that yeah. that we got, um, and then I, I got to know all the people at Outrigger and, like, the big schools and stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm, like, these are my friends now, but I gotta, like, I, I don't live th- with them and in that world, like, I have yeah. to work my way to get there and And um, I got to earn everything, you know? I wasn't, like, born into it. So I think I just brought that mindset. And then my parents being, like, athletes, first of all, that, like, worked harder than anybody. Right. Anyone getting paid, anyone. They literally put themselves through, like, hell. And I'd watch it. Like, I'm at the triathlons and marathons that they're doing because they love it. Yeah. It's just the weirdest thing. Now that I look back at it, I'm like, I'll never do that. Uh, my dad's like get, you know, get got hypothermia on the bike, and he's still trying to <laughs> ride. And like,
1: you know, my mom's just running through
0: the lava fields on Big Island. People are hyped up about Ironmans, and my parents are doing triple Ironmans. Yeah. And I'm in the van, like giving them water, like keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so like subconsciously, I just seen this stuff growing right. up. And then my parents, PE teachers, so very like supportive of like, you know, just kids doing their best and and understanding sports and kids uh in general really good people uh pe- people person per- yeah. person people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn that cone is hitting me no um and they just like had no there was never any pressure. It was just like yeah go do your best. Yeah. If you start if you start sign up for a sport then you end the season and just go do your best. Yeah. And I was like really athletic growing up so I was like good at everything. Right. And uh so it's just like the perfect combination I think yeah. like to get me to this point where it's just very natural. I I think the biggest thing is like I just found a very natural path for me. Yeah. Like if I had to recommend to my kid, I'd be like our goal is to find what fits you best and like what f- you flow naturally into. What do you have so much passion about that that you will work hard, you know, you don't even if I tell you to go, hey, here's your job, go work hard, you're not going to have the energy for it because yeah. you don't love it. Right. Uh, it's not, like, built for you. Um, so, like, that's what I was able to find with beach volleyball. Literally, I went to Outrigger and would just play volleyball at the beach courts. Like, you guys heard the story. And it was, it was like, a joke because, like, Trash just down there at Outrigger <laughs> right. and he doesn't take anything seriously because cause he doesn't play organized volleyball. Right. And then they pulled me off the beach courts with like Brad Lawson and them. Yeah. You're going to play organized volleyball. Yeah. And we were just goofing around and being dumb. Like, oh, no, I, never, I don't get coached <laughs> in volleyball. I just play for fun. Yeah. Uh, and so that ended up being my job. It's like the thing I did for fun, like goofing around that yeah. all the coaches were like, stop goofing around. <laughs> and I was like, no, I guess I just get to goof around for life. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's yeah. not bad. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm lucky in that sense, like, it's the perfect storm, but then you find your challenges, and it's like, well, if just keep going, right. whatever, Yeah, your circumstances are going to change, but it doesn't really change, like, how you go about your life, you know? Yeah. So, like, now I have the Olympic label, it's like, okay, now, now... Literally, like, on my way back, I was trying to comprehend it. And yeah. I l- haven't comprehended it yet. So we'll have to have another podcast. <laughs> but um, I was just thinking, like, all right, what's next? Like, you got the label. Which, you know, it sounds really shallow. But it's like, there's you a, did it. There's a pier Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's coming the up peer, But also, like, now I went to the Olympics and I saw April win it. And I was, you know, around them. And I'm like... I couldn't really deep down say, I want to win an Olympic gold when I couldn't even make the Olympic team. Yeah. But now I made the Olympic team, like, I think I want to go for that thing now. Yeah. And that seems, it's scaring me, just like making the Olympics did, and, like, you know, gives me that same feeling. So I'm like, all right, I think I found it. I think I found more energy. And all while saying to myself, like, you can quit right now if you want. You've made, you achieve your goal. Right. But then like thinking about it, like, is that what you want? I'm right. like, no, fuck that. The goalpost changed <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We just changed the goal a little yeah. bit. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a wild ride. ride. Wild I had ride. an absolute blast watching. I was um I was fired up for you. Still am fired up for you.
0: Dude, um, thanks. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to still try to comprehend this. I might need your help. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously can't. And I I feel like I don't have time either. I'm like, there's too much opportunity with Atlanta happening, Manhattan happening. I'm not going to suck on, you know. Right. Obviously, I could. But, like, I wasn't going to go and take a fifth or a seventh in Atlanta. I didn't even want a third. Right. It's just like, screw it. Move on. Yeah. And we'll try to comprehend this at the end of the season or something.
1: That's what, like, I was thinking about it today. Because, like, I'm, I'm hitting the wall, like, super hard just with all the travel. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've been competing since February. Yeah. Almost with no weekends off. Yep. And uh, I was like, we just got two more. Yeah. It's just one sprint. Yeah. One last sprint. Like, we can get the energy to do this. Exactly. And, and then we can process it and do whatever. But, like, for now, you just got to, whatever gas you have left.
0: Exactly. You just got to
1: end on empty. Yeah,
0: Exactly. <laughs> And i th- that's been... My whole career has been, like, super important to me is, like, finishing the season well. Like, I think of it like track and field. Sprint through the line. Yeah. Don't freaking ease up. Right. That's, like, how I res- can respect myself at the end of the year is, like, sprint through the finish. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two more, dude. Two more? It feels good, too. Like, I've had, you know, ended season World Tour finals on the podium, and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh... <laughs> You know, last year we won Champions Cup, which yeah. obviously was in the season, but right. it feels good to, to go into the off-season with positives, Yeah, and it feels shitty to go into the off-season with a negative, you know? Yeah. So, there you go. That's all you can do. Get it. Sprint. <laughs> Sprint. Dude, and your, and your journey's changing and getting your challenges along the way, too. Yeah. Like In terms of like your purpose in the sport, you're yeah. going for it? Yeah. Has that changed at all?
1: oh yeah like <laughs> when I moved to California I'm saying, like, no, I'm
0: saying now that now that you went for the year yeah has it tweaked
1: oh completely like now that I've seen it like I mean Sochi changed like everything mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. um we could talk about like Savvy being in like the player's tent like oh my gosh yeah. this is crazy like like beating Cayman Theo um uh, which like we had a lot of advantages going into that like we had been in Europe for a week and right. like we we were there and
0: no pressure um, to lose. We
1: had nothing to lose. Right. And, and we played awesome. Yeah. And they didn't play very well. Right. Um, but then, like, being there, and I was like, you know, I, like, I beat a really good team, and, like, I'm here. Yeah. And then we played Argentina. We really should have beat Argentina. Like, we were yeah. handling them in the third until we weren't. And I was like, like, I feel like I'm the best player on both of those courts that I played on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know why I can't keep doing this. Right. And so, like, that, yeah, like, that one win, like, completely changed the narrative that I told myself about like who I was as a player and who I could be.
0: Well, how about like, and this is from my perspective, because I was there. Yeah. But like, now you have all the top guys sitting there watching you play, and we're all there. Yeah. You know, you're with, at a tournament with all the top, like this is where the top people go. Yeah. And you're there, balling, confident. Yeah. Winning, you know, almost pulling off a win against uh, who ended a team who ended up being an Olympic team. And almost beat Phil and Nick. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A genius boy. And we're all sitting on the back line. I was like, yeah. damn, Travis made it. <laughs> and that's like my perspective, you know? Yeah.
1: Um It was cool. Like it was really cool. Like Sharif came up and he was like, dude, like you played so great in Anders. I was like, you guys are watching me? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh.
0: <laughs> but like how cool is it that you followed your passion and like if you didn't have all this stuff you wouldn't know right. any of the players. Right. You probably you wouldn't have learned as much as you did on talking and oh, like yeah. gotten to know everybody and been able to find that confidence. You yeah. like somehow snaked your way to where you're at <laughs> because of you, you fo- followed your like unique, uh, you know, passions.
1: Yeah. I think it, about that for all both the time. of us. Like
0: that's the reason we're here. Cause yeah. we like really fall. Like I didn't, I could have go play, gone and played indoor longer, but I was like, I'm a beach guy. Like, right. fuck yeah, I'm going to the beach. Are you right. kidding me? Whereas like, DeFalco is going to play in this beach event and just bail. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to go collect indoor money. Right. Which I wasn't getting offered that kind of money. Right. So it might have been different. But yeah. um,
1: I mean, one of the things that I think about a lot is, is uh, like if, if someone were to offer me like a job, like a million dollars a year, I'd be like... I don't know, like I think I'd probably just keep doing what I'm doing right now.
0: Yeah, at this point in life, now <laughs> like, that I'm in my twenties like, probably, but
1: Or if someone was like, if you could pick a job doing like anything in the world, like what would it be? Like I'm doing it. Right. Like this is exactly what I would be doing. How about
0: I still <laughs> write <laughs> <a little> <laughs> and do all that and I'm still <laughs> friends with all the volleyball players, but I also get to play yeah. and travel when I want. Right and like, see how good I can get at beach volleyball, but still get to go to the beach every morning and, and do like, you know, a little stretch in front of the water. Yeah. Walk home to my house. That's walking distance from the beach with my wife who plays. It's
1: it's crazy, dude. I have to pinch myself all the time.
0: Oh wait, that's my life.
1: (laughs) It's, it's insane. And I went home after Atlantic city and was just like talking to my friends from home and they're just like, you understand the ridiculousness of like what your life is, right? <laughs> yeah, right? They were like, you, you like just got back from Belgium, then you, but you're going back to Bulgaria and like you were in Russia. They were like, who are you? I've
0: I've <laughs> talked to so many people lately that I start talking about international travel. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, I've never left the country. Yet. I'm like, oh, sorry. Like I almost <laughs> feel bad. I'm like, God, I'm so spoiled. I've literally been everywhere. Yeah, and I went on one trip internationally in my life that wasn't for volleyball yeah and it was my honeymoon yeah like that's normal right and yet i've been to every continent except for antarctica yeah and multiple times to a lot of the places yeah
1: and it's like going back home and and talking to people like that it's just like as soon as you start to get a little burned out you're just like we lost again but then you talk about like to people what your life is and you're like I
0: all need right, to be All I'll need, right,
1: I'll I'm shut up. I'll go back to my house on the beach. Yeah. You know, right. like, and smile. Exactly. It's uh it's a cool life we live, Try.
0: We're pretty lucky.
1: Yeah. Just getting started. I mean you're just an up and comer.
0: That actually that's <laughs> what I was thinking about too, with this whole Olympic thing is like now I'm a rookie. because yeah. 'Cause I've never been an Olympian. Now yeah. now I have to under. now I have to figure out how to go about my career being an Olympian. Mm-hmm. Which is different in every way. Yeah, and also so stupid that it's different. Right. But also awesome, it and it's what I wanted. Um, you know, sponsorships and the way that people talk to you mm. and like, it's crazy. Like yeah. people are literally recognizing me on the street. I mean, listen, we're in the South Bay. Right. And I was in Atlanta at a volleyball event, but like, if I wear Olympic stuff, they ask and they're yeah. all stoked, like getting pictures. People stop me in the airport. Uh, saying that they were watching and taking pictures with me. And, like, yeah. it was just, like, like a guy had me, he said, my daughter plays volleyball, and she'll be stoked if I get a video with you. And, like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm on my way. Like, I flew out here to Tokyo, normal try. Yeah. And now on the way back, people want photos with me. Right. Like, I didn't change. Nothing changed. Right. But... I think that's
1: important for like, for you to understand that like nothing changed internally. Like you're still like,
0: I honestly don't know how born. to deal with this yeah because <laughs> <'cause laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's how I'm trying to be. Right. I'm yeah. trying to be like, dude, you're the same. You're not that cool. Like, <laughs> don't try to, don't buy into this. <laughs> yeah. But I, what I can't figure out right now is like, what part do I accept and like take in and like yeah. move forward with? That's the part I haven't really like comprehended yet right. and figured out so we'll have
1: time for it after Chicago
0: yeah we'll have, we'll have to sit down with a few more Konas <laughs>
1: for sure <laughs> <laughs> well I gotta get running to dinner yeah
0: dude you gotta go to dinner uh,
1: but dude so good to see you in person and catch up yeah man we're back baby we're back
0: we're back we'll get uh, Savvy back in the in the studio and hear from her about her experience and yeah maybe get up uh, some of the champs in here who knows seriously
1: you gotta get Taryn.
0: And hopefully doing? uh one of us is on the pier.
1: Hopefully. I mean I think
0: after this week.
1: <laughs> I think you're probably the favorite in that.
0: Hey. <laughs> as long as I'm there, just trying to get So you're calling. saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: if
0: you're in the tournament, there's a chance. Always. Love it. Shoots. Shoots.